This is the Radio Talks podcast from Learning Waves. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Radio Talks, the official industry podcast from Learning Waves. And today's episode is dedicated to Ian Dempsey, the man who has been getting up to present commercial radio breakfast for the past 25 years. We'll hear all about that and more in just a little while. But first, with the industry news this week, is Hannah Casey. Max Kane, graduate from the Broadcast Bootcamp 2021, showcased his remarkable skills recently. He covered the story of Sinead O'Connor's funeral for the BBC. Max brought his broadcast journalism skills to life to cover this poignant story. Congratulations to Max. In industry news, the August Jane and Lore figures were released last week. It was evident that radio remains a beloved medium as listenership stays strong in Ireland. It was revealed that over 3.3 million adults are listening to Irish radio every single weekday, a record in daily audience levels in recent years. Kieran Cunningham from Radio Centre Ireland said, It is a testament to the hard work and investment from radio stations up and down the country creating brilliant content. Last Wednesday, Bauer Media Audio Ireland announced that it has entered into an agreement to acquire iRadio, the leading youth music station serving listeners spanning the Northeast, Midlands, and Northwest. With this deal, Bauer Media Audio Ireland now extends its total weekly radio reach to almost 1.9 million listeners. Willie O'Reilly, chairman at iRadio, said, iRadio is now ready to embark on a new chapter. Its best days lie ahead. The IMRO Radio Awards shortlist was released this week. There are over 130 nominees from the independent commercial radio sector. Learning Waves would like to congratulate all the individuals that made it onto the shortlist. Anticipation is building as we eagerly await the grand event in October, where we'll have the pleasure of celebrating your achievements together. In upcoming courses, we have a jam-packed training calendar for the last quarter of the year. Looking ahead to the month of October, we have TikTok for Sales and Radio on the 3rd with Joanne Sweeney Digital Training Institute. There are now over 2.1 million TikTok users in Ireland, quickly becoming the most popular social media platform for young people. In this workshop, we look at how radio is using TikTok, how you can monetize your account and the role of presenters as creators. Also delivered by Joanne, LinkedIn for radio stations on the 17th. LinkedIn is a powerful database of businesses and decision makers. This workshop will aid you in elevating your radio station's presence on the platform, unlocking networking strategies for industry growth. On the 11th of October, Maria Tech from the Lure Academy will deliver resilience training. This workshop focuses on helping you develop a range of skill sets, approaches and mindfulness techniques which allow them to adapt, overcome and flourish when faced with adversity, challenges and stresses in the workplace. There are plenty more courses on the horizon for Learning Waves. Make sure to keep an eye on our training calendar at learningwaves.ie and follow us on our social media platforms. The Radio Talks podcast from Learning Waves. Hannah Casey there with the industry news this week. And again, congratulations and best of luck to everybody uh, who has received a nomination for the IMRO Awards. That alone is an achievement. Well done on that. And uh, here's to hopefully lifting something even bigger and better uh, in the coming weeks or so on the IMRO Awards. So, Ian Dempsey, a man who has been on the air for, well, commercial radio-wise, 25 years. Previous to that, uh, of course, he was with RTE and the Pirates. And, well, Ian... Where did it all begin? 
Well, I mean, I, I always had this dream. I always had this fascination with the guy in the radio, the guy when you were switching it on as a kid, uh, like Ed Stewart on BBC. I think it, was, it wasn't even Radio 1 or Radio 2 at the time. I'm so old. It was just BBC. Uh, and he used to be on with Junior Choice on a Saturday morning. And I used to love listening to that and saying, this is a guy who's sitting in there. And I thought he was in the radio for a while, I suppose. But, uh, you know, then I realized the technology and how it worked. And uh, so I, I was just fascinated. I, I wanted to be part of the whole thing and uh, I uh, decided that that was my dream and uh, I, I, I dreamed about it and lots of kids dream about things but they never realize they always end up you know in, in working for the revenue commissioners or working for uh, the planning office or something like that but my dream thankfully came true and I was able to do it and I suppose it was because of the timing in Ireland at the time because there was a lot of um, there was a lot of kind of illegal stations coming up pirate stations there was a hunger there for radio to happen so i suppose i was born at the right time and i was able to move into it but once you you know you can get a little bit lucky with these things but you've you've got to be able to uh, uh you know put them into practice as well and stick with it and uh, i've stuck with it for a while now at this stage <laughs> yeah of course but you're you're a you're a north dublin boy where you're, you're where I, you I, I, was, I was kind of old ballymun really up near the autobahn pub that's where i was born and that's where i, I lived uh and, you know, a lot of people actually, Ballymun, Santry, Glasnevin, that sort of area, people like Declan Meehan, Robbie Irwin, uh, myself, Ray Irwin as well. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people came from from the north side and out further afield as well. Uh, so, you know, I, I, there must have been something in the water or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we or maybe we just had a better signal of the BBC stations on the on the kind of the, on the east coast. You know, exactly. Yeah. How, how did the RTE thing happen? Well, I was in the, I mean, RTE, again, it was good timing because RTE then, I suppose, gave in to the whole idea of there's a demand out there for pop music radio. There's a da- demand out there for commercial radio. And uh, so they decided that they wanted to get in on, the, in on the action as well. And they just had the one channel. They had RTE radio. So they decided to make Radio 1 and Radio 2. Uh, and so they started uh designing their own radio station and i was invited to do the auditions which i failed miserably on two occasions and so the station went on without me on the 31st of may 1979 was it yes it was uh, so I continued on in the in the in the radio world, uh, just in the pirate stations, and uh, and then I got a phone call from RTE to say, uh, "Would you come and do another audition?" So this would be audition number three, and right. there was an indication. Let's put it this way: on the phone, that if you do the audition this time, you're going to get it. So Ooh. of course, I told my mother; she was thrilled to bits. Mm-hmm. Finally. He's going to be uh, working for RTE on Shohagiv. Oh, my gosh, this is going to be great. Uh, so uh, I went for the audition, and <laughs> I did get it. So uh, I, I got a weekend breakfast show on a Saturday and Sunday morning from half six in the morning. And uh, and then I, I, I kind of moved fairly quickly. I moved on to Poporama, doing the kids' show with Ruth Buchanan, which was great yeah, fun. Wow. And then from that, I suppose, uh, maybe somebody noticed something, and they put me on. Uh, in the mid-morning show, which would be what turned out to be the Jerry Ryan show, I suppose. And that yeah. was a little bit of a disaster. But I think I think everybody needs, needs a few disasters here and there because it kind of makes you 
look at yourself and say, well, what went wrong there? What exactly did I do that, that you know, they didn't like about it? Or what did I not give to it or something like that? So uh, I, I learned a few lessons from that and I ended up doing nighttime shows in there. But I was still on a kind of a Monday to Friday sort of vibe. So I was still obviously liked enough to be kept on and not just put on to one show a week or something like that. Uh, so I, I went on the evenings and then I got another chance uh, doing the I think it was the hotline was next. That was the evening show where people aghast how radio has changed. Oh because yeah. People used to have to go to the evening heralds and they used to have to look up the back and they'd see 26 songs, A to Z. And then they'd pick up their phone and make a phone call and actually speak to a human being and <laughs> say to them, hello, I'd like to hear song A. Song A, okay, we write, and then if we got if that got enough votes, we ended up playing it before eight o'clock in the evening. So that was mad. But anyway, I went on to Hotline, uh, and then then I was put onto the afternoon show and the lunchtime show, and then I was finally given breakfast, which was you know a, a real dream for me and something that I've I've stuck with in a weird kind of a way. I don't know how I've been able to do it. My mother always told me that I was one of the kind of the hardest people to get out of bed in the morning or the afternoon even. So, you know, it's it's amazing that I've been able to do it for so long. But there you go. And do you find it? I mean, I'm not going to say, do, do you find it hard or ask, do you find it hard to get up in the morning? Because obviously you've been doing I mean, it because for so I'm getting long. older. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you don't look it in. You don't yeah. look it in. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Andy, I, I actually don't. I find it easier now than ever. And I kind of, I actually, in a very strange way, I actually wake up before I've got an alarm call, which is on the yeah. other side of my bedroom, which I have to get out of the bed to get. And that was right. just because I used to kind of pick up the phone and kind of go back to sleep. So I'd put it over there. Uh, but I actually wake up now about two or three minutes before. So it's amazing what your brain can do. We've got an, we obviously have a natural alarm clock in our brain. But I still, I've said this so many times, but it's, it is 100% true. I still literally pounce out of the bed jump out and sometimes feel like tigger from winnie the pooh and i'm i'm happy i'm i've never once said to myself my god what am i doing this for you know again i mean i've used the word luck earlier on and i have been very lucky to find the the job that i really wanted to do and uh, i've been uh, happy enough to to do it ever since Let's talk about the the breakfast thing, you know, because obviously, as you say, you love it. You you, you know, you still you come across with that passion, uh, even today. You know, yeah. to, to be able to jump out of bed, which yeah. you know, it's not an easy thing to do to get up at. What time do you get up at? Actually, I get up but, at four thirty every morning. Oh my god, there is there's, there's a four thirty in the morning as well, is there? Yeah, there is. Oh god, you may have seen it once or twice, but on the wrong end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, we won't get into that now. But uh, I, 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 you know, it's it's interesting from the point of view. of of the longevity and how long you have, I'm not going to say survived, but um, how long you've been on breakfast. It's just incredible. It just really is incredible. It is. I mean, nobody's more surprised than I am, to be honest. I mean, like I really, I, I, I do find it a little bit strange that for number one, I, I, I'm still passionate about it. I'm still enthusiastic about it. I, I'm, I've been working with some of the greatest people in all the time that I've done it on all channels on 2FM and now on Today FM. And, uh, you know, I've been there now for 25 years. I've been there longer than I was in RTE. So, I mean, people still come up to me and say, oh, how are you getting on in that new place? You know, but I mean, I am actually fairly well established in Today FM. But it's, yeah. the, it's the people that you work with. And I mean, I, I get on very well with them. 
we have our ups and downs, we have our rows, we have our discussions, we have, but we do, we have, all of us care about it and all of us want it to be the very best. And I mean, you know, today there are kind of, you know, murmurings about JNLRs, they're coming out tomorrow, uh, they're, you know, so it's all, you know, everybody's talking about it, everybody's worried about it, but at the end of the day, we are doing what we think is the best thing and we're trying, we do kind of try and uh, target a, p- a particular listenership and we try and do the show for them. So we are doing our best and we're doing it over 100% uh, every day and it's great to have a team like that to, to work with, you know, it's brilliant. Just, for, you know, obviously you, you kind of, you've had um, on their success with Zig and Zag, um, you know, Mario, yeah. uh, Des Cahill, you know. The, Jimmy the, the, L, buddy. Jimmy. Oh, yeah, of course, Jimmy. God, oh, God bless Jimmy. God bless yeah. him, yeah. Yeah, my God. But is there anybody who stands out in particular as a as an exceptional talent, do you think? Well, I mean, I think currently I'm working with Mario, and sometimes you, you lose sight of the fact that Mario is is international as far as I'm concerned. Like, he's right up there. He's, he's yeah. just so talented, so consistent, so funny. Uh, he's just, I mean, he's, he's got it all. But sometimes you can't, I, I tend to forget about that from time to time, and you're kind of saying, okay, well, so... What's what's next? What's next? What are we doing next? You know, and it's you want more and more and more all the time. But I mean, he really is. He's up there. And I mean, it's it, it, if you take the say the Imro Awards, he wins every single year. He's on the goal. It must be getting very boring for anybody else who's who's trying to do it. But I mean, <laughs> he is just so good. To be fair to him, uh, but I mean, all of them. Everybody has their own thing. Like I mean, myself and Des, that that was legendary. People still talk to me about that oh, yeah. because yeah. I had it was just it was perfectly cast in a way because. I have no knowledge of sport. I mean, I've learned a little bit over the years, <laughs> but um, Des knows everything about sport. And it's a li- he was a little bit like my big brother. And I have a big brother called Kieran. And Kieran is also a sports fanatic. And I, he used to laugh about me. I used to get the pronunciations wrong on the on the guys' names and all this kind of stuff, you know. And he used to he got a great laugh out of that. And the relationship between myself and Des was a little bit like that, whereby. You know, Des was kind of humoring me along. and uh, But then again, every now and again, I'd catch him out because he wouldn't know the lead singer of a certain band or whatever. So we both had our own little kind of uh, uh, treasure trove of uh, of information. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. I mean, like Jimmy, uh, Simon Young did, did, did the character Jimmy for me on uh, the on the radio. And uh, he was just brilliant. And Simon was a great friend of mine. And unfortunately, he passed away there uh, last year. And, uh, you know, he was he was a brilliant friend. We used to have amazing phone calls, like hour-long phone calls, where you just listen and we would just laugh and still get a great laugh out of everything. But uh, there was some great moments there with him. And, of course, Zig and Zag as well. I mean, the lads still keep in touch with me and... Uh, they were great moments because it came from the TV. And I mean, I, 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 I went on to TV. I was, my first love is radio. It always has been. Uh, yeah. But I went on to TV and then these guys arrived and we had so much fun with the completely non-scripted uh, television <laughs> show. And then uh, it kind of spilled over into the radio as well. And uh, they seem, they love doing it. And people still talk about some of the, they used to do this thing where they got the lyrics wrong on songs and they used to come up with stories as to why they were, that way and uh, it was a little five minute slot a little bit like the way gift grub is sue lolly was uh, one of my particular favorites i think that's yeah. right sue lolly that, 
that was based on uh, that was based on Soul Only by uh, the Police, and of course everything is available nowadays on Spotify. So if anybody wants to do it, uh, if they go into the Police Soul Only and uh, have a listen to it, it does sound like Sue Lawley and Sue Lawley at the time. See, we have to kind of do references because people are so young nowadays; they don't even know who the hell Sue Lawley is. But Sue Lawley was a, a very famous newsreader on uh, on the BBC. So it was Sue Lawley, Sue Lawley. <laughs> Oh, absolutely you're, you've remained timeless to, for have i <laughs> you have you have you have um but like lots of things have changed social media how, oh, yeah. how do you deal with that or or how have you dealt with that over, over the uh the past well i've time? been i've been lucky enough now I'm, I'm not a very opinionated person i remember myself and jerry ryan um went into a, a place called Some Like It Hot in Drumcondra. And it brought home to me the fact that I i don't have massive opinions, whereas Jerry does. He got berated by the person behind him in the queue waiting for his donor kebab, right. whereas I was just asked, oh, would you say hello to my little brother on the, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, uh, so I suppose I've, I've got through it because I haven't really uh, kind of stirred the shit too much to be honest with you yeah. you know I, I i'm into entertainment i'm into positivity i'm not into kind of questioning things sometimes i wish i was a little bit more into that but uh it's probably a bit late now to start becoming a controversial broadcaster so i won't bother yeah but no i think you're you're doing pretty well as you are i think you know, I'm great. <laughs> the um but there are you know there, there there are good times there are times you walk into the studio and and the show is laid out ahead of you right there there mm. then there are the days that things happen and the world changes like say the likes of 9-11 or events like that how do you deal with that because being on breakfast there's an expectation that you know you're going to give the time weather traffic whatever yeah, yeah. but how, how do you deal with with when well, things I, go I wrong think, i think you have to you have to gauge the pulse like i mean for example i'm a big bowie fan and i've paula mcsweeney was on before me and she came in and said oh did you hear david bowie's dead and it was just like <laughs> as if somebody had told me a member of my family had died because it was just honestly i would almost said to her oh my god could you not be a bit more sensitive like i mean <laughs> and this was just before i went on air so we had to go on and we started talking about bowie uh you mentioned 9-11 there as well the same sort of thing happened i think you you, you work out what's going on on the day and you do have to kind of we always have a meeting before the show just to make sure there's nothing that's going to upset anybody or nothing that we're going to leave out that we haven't thought about so uh but then again i mean the show that we do is an entertainment show and it's uh it's about kind of um it's about you know having a bit of fun having a bit of a laugh playing some great music but every now and again you do have to stop because everybody else is stopping as well and everybody else is thinking about whatever is going on. At 9-11, I remember Mark Costigan was one of, one of the newsreaders yeah. and we were in Abbey Street at the time uh, before we moved up to Marconi House where we are now. And uh, we just, we stopped everything. He just came in and we started talking about it and we started talking about the, uh, you know, the, the whole kind of, you know, fact, you know, how it happened, where it happened. We spoke to some people in America. We we did we did what we could at the time and mm -hmm. we played very little music. But I mean, it seemed to, that's what people wanted at the time. And uh, it seemed to go down quite well. Now, I mean, at the same time, every other radio station was probably doing exactly the same thing. But you do have to just jump on, on those moments and and uh, hopefully uh, the audience goes with you. Yeah, but that's that's the beauty of radio, isn't it? I mean, it, it can it be, is, yeah, it can react. TV, yeah, I mean, like with TV or something like that, you're going to have to do your setting up. There's so many people involved. You have to get your footage, all that. You can actually just talk. And I suppose that's what podcasting has kind of done in a way that it's you know i think radio has become a little bit sleek uh maybe too sleek for its own good mm -hmm. and uh it's 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 kind of uh 
it cuts back all the time. And whereas podcasting is now letting people express themselves, and that's a little bit like what you do on a on a special day like that. You know? yeah. Um, a little birdie tells me uh, your son is into podcasting. Is that true? He, he is. Yeah, he's he's he runs a studio actually on uh, Dawson Street there called Collaborative Studios, and he makes podcasts and he's he's worked with Darren and he's worked with Sheila Shoiga and he's worked with a lot of different guys and they they um, you know they put it all together put the package put it up there and uh, seems to be doing very well for himself which is is great it's called collaborative studios happy days uh, and uh, it's worth checking out absolutely <laughs> and I, I suppose finally i'm going to ask you the question uh, the of the wise words i'm looking for now anybody yeah. who uh, is thinking of getting into the industry or is kind of maybe disillusioned with the industry, uh, which there are many of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. what, what, what advice would Ian Dempsey have for, have for somebody? Um, well, I think that you should find your own voice. Don't try and find somebody else's voice because you're going to get caught out with that, definitely. Um, so just, you know, work out what you want to do, what you want to be. And then, you know, go with like if you if you start working for somebody like I'm working for Bauer Media Ireland at the moment. And when they came in, first of all, and indeed, when Communicore came in, you're kind of saying, hang on a second. This is the way we do it here. And they say, no, no, but this is the way we do it now. Yeah. Go with it. because, I mean, they are employing you. And it, I'm I'm actually happier now. And I've been in a very long time in terms of what I'm doing. And I think these guys, they know what they're doing, uh, you know. So the, the advice would be kind of, you know, there's a bit of hard graft in there. There are moments in it whereby you're going to feel, oh, hang on, this is not my dream. This is not what I want to do. This, you know, wh- why are they asking me to do it this way? Just just go with it. See what happens. I mean, if it, if you're going to be true to yourself, you're going to end up in, you're going to be able to do it your way eventually. Mm. So, um and just, you know, really find your own voice and, and be as real as you possibly can. And also, I remember my dad telling me once before, he said he heard an interview with somebody who was interviewing the widow of John F. Kennedy. Was it? No, it was, yeah, I think, or else the sister-in-law or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, they asked, they had, they asked some questions and they obviously had their questions all written out. And they did. They weren't listening to the answers that were being given because you know the next question they asked was actually something that had just been answered in the previous question or whatever. So listen to the person you're talking to. Listen to your listeners. Listen. Just listen all the time. Uh, so if you want to work work in radio, become a good listener. Be a good listener as well as a talker. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah, super. Yeah. Ian, it's been an absolute pleasure and a joy to listen to you and to talk to you. And of course, you know, continued success. Another 25 years, possibly. Who knows? <laughs> oh, God forbid. <laughs> From everybody's point of view. <laughs> you know what? Cheers, Andy. Cheers. Right. Cheers, Ian. Take care. <laughs> Ian Dempsey, what a radio gentleman and indeed a true star. And continued success over the next while. And congratulations for the past 25 years in commercial radio and whatever before that. So Ian, thank you very much for your time. That's it from the Radio Talks podcast for this week. If there is something you'd like to hear, something you'd like to talk about, or something you'd like mentioned, just email us and it's info at learningwaves.ie and we will get back to you ASAP. Hannah Casey produced. Thank you for listening and take care. Thank you for listening to the Radio Talks podcast from Learning Waves. To get in touch, email info at learningwaves.ie.